I'm in Hollywood now. I'm finding out most of the shit I thought was real ain't even real. I met DMX nine months ago. This nigga is two inches taller than me. I don't know why the fuck I thought that nigga was 6'12 or something. That nigga is my size. And he really talked like that. We in the restaurant, he a hell bitch. That nigga is a water and some lemon. Nigga, why are you hollering? We in a restaurant, nigga. You know, that nigga wasn't shit at school. Couldn't cheat at all. Just, hell bitch. What's the answer? Number seven. Nigga, you need to be in a special class. What the fuck is... I met Omarion. This nigga is the king of dancing for a motherfucking reason. Because all while you trying to talk to this simple motherfucker, he is practicing his goddamn dance moves. I'm trying to have a conversation. This what? Oh, touch, touch what? Nigga, this is... I met Shaquille O'Neal. I was so motherfucking happy to meet that nigga. Then I find out I can't be this nigga's friend in public because he just too motherfucking tall. How the fuck it look? I'm trying to congratulate you on a good game and you got your dick all on my forehead, Regent. This is bullshit, nigga. At least if you're in the ATL and a nigga doing drugs in the ATL, the nigga at least excuse himself, go to the bathroom or some shit. Niggas in Hollywood just do the drugs right in front of you and act like ain't shit happened. You in the middle of a goddamn meeting. They, yeah, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the movie with you and then we're gonna, we're gonna go back. Motherfuckers be gay in Hollywood, you never fucking expected. They be having these big ass mansion parties and the mansion party, the whole mansion is a party and then it's a separate party in the little rooms. I ain't been famous that goddamn long. I'm excited in a motherfucker to be at the mansion party. You be looking in all the goddamn rooms and you fuck around and look in the wrong room and shit. Nigga, come here, come here. Is that two niggas kissing? Is one of them niggas Professor Ovi? He came out the closet, he came out the closet. Oh my God, a rubber, rubber. Shut the goddamn door.
yo, 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 what's goody, what's goody? Welcome back once again to another episode of the Study Hall Podcast. It is your boy Dre, you a fool. And today I got not only my brother Martian, but back by Pop Up and Bang. You know, we got the kid, Kai. What's good, brothers? Yo, How y'all? yo what's good, people? Thank hey, you for man, coming back good. once again. Wait, what the fuck? What is that? What is that? That's hard. That's hard. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but they just did it. So, you know. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> so in case, in, in case y'all don't know, so we record on Discord because why not? You know, that's what most people do. This nigga done had a whole goddamn light show just pop up on his screen. And I'm trying to figure out how the fuck he did that because now I want to know how to do it so I can do it. Because he had a real deal introduction. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Brothers, man, uh, I'm anime not. and friendship, bro. You know what I mean? It just happened like that, like Naruto. Talking no Dusu, you did. All <laughs> oh, that, no. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. Um, checking in with everybody, man. How y'all feeling, man? You know, scale from one to ten. Anybody could pop it off. We can start with you, marching with all your mental, with your mind, and how you feeling, brother? Uh, TBH. Um, same shit, different day, different week. Um. To be quite honest with y'all, um, and I say this at the risk of sounding like a broken record, uh, I'm at a five. Like I'm pretty indifferent to a lot of stuff right now um, in general. Uh, me and Dre had this conversation earlier, earlier before we started recording where I told him like I'm afraid to say that I'm good or that I'm okay just because it always feels like I'm waiting on the other shoe to drop at any given time. And so... I don't know. Like I, I can say, like right now, I'm pretty indifferent. I'm, uh, what is the word? I can't think of the word. Content. I mean, the world is burning to the ground. That ain't got shit to do with me, of course. But world's burning to the ground. Uh, a nigga is broke. You know, it is what it is. You know, and just doing what I can with what I got. I'm gonna need a background. I'm giving you the best that I got. So yeah. What say you, brothers? Either one of y'all. Kai, Dre, what y'all say? Jeez, I'll, man, I'll go next. Uh, I know last episode I was on here, we just went, uh, we was getting ready for, or no, we had just went, no, we was getting ready for our uh, conference championship. Uh, we went back-to-back conference champions, um, but we got knocked out first round of the playoffs last night. Um, a very hard-fought game. Um, last college football game um, of my career um, it was kind of surreal. I'm not gonna cap surreal for a lot of moments that we probably gonna touch on later um, from like a mental aspect. So like mentally, like the kid is at a six just because I'm, I'm like I got a, I got a whole lot of anger sitting sitting on my chest for like a lot of stuff. And like we're gonna attack those things and certain things that we'll talk about today. Um, physically though. Um, Physically, I'm a nine, bro. I'm a gladiator. Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna get banged up. I'm gonna get bruised up, but I'm gonna I'm be straight. Um, yeah, man. Like it ain't too much. Ain't too much up and down. Don't want to sound like a broken record either. Um, but I know last episode I talked about like for everybody who is close to like their timing to keep going, and like today on this episode, I feel like that message is really going to be harped on. So y'all stay tuned and sit down wherever you at, catch a cup of coffee, get a notebook, jot some stuff down, because we finna get to it today. 
felt heard, understood. But real quick, before you go, Dre, let me ask you this, Kai. You going to the draft or no? Man, when I started looking at this college football thing, man, going to the draft was always a dream. Uh, Looking the way that things look now, everything is always a possibility because anything can happen, but the likelihood of it happening is very small. But to me, like, when you play, when you do your last, you always have a feeling of you knowing that it's your last. For me, I know that yesterday was not my last football game. So, like, my goal is to play professionally in some facet because I got a lot of things and a lot of people who sacrificed for me that I got to give them a return on their investment. Not because I feel like they they want one, but because they deserve one. They done stuck around in, like, a lot of hard times when a lot of other people, like, left. So, Something in that facet, some something with football was gonna pop in my favor. I just got a feeling. So draft, probably not, most likely not, but I ain't really tripping because a lot of stories done happen in a lot of different ways. And so who's to say that my story ain't just another one in just a different way? So it did. I fuck with that. With that. Well, good luck and congratulations on your win and on the future, man. Yeah, man. It's perseverance. That's all I heard, my boy. Gonna okay. see it. <laughs> That's all I heard. Um Dre, what say you? Uh I say probably like a seven and a half. Uh this break flew by, so getting ready to go back to work. It's always dreadful. Um, you know, family, everybody good, so I can't complain on that aspect. Uh similar certain aspects of life that could be better and aspiring and working to get those things better but outside that a, a day above ground is another day another opportunity to just rise and shine to it so I can't complain especially during this time of year it's getting cold outside all the holidays coming up you know it's very easy to um, kind of get down on yourself but just look at things negatively but you know staying upbeat staying optimistic um in my team one, like last well, it was probably a week ago from now, but uh, we two and one right now. You know, we haven't had a start like this in ages, um, so that's kind of keeping me going as well. So I'm just upbeat, man. A little tired, a little congested, but overall, man, I'm, I'm upbeat. I can't, I can't complain at all, fellas. <laughs> that's dope. I'm glad to hear that, um, and I loved it what you said about. The holidays, it's easy to get trapped up under the minutiae and the bullshit of things because that's normally what my end of year, calendar year, I'll say, is what that looks like. So I'm doing my best to not do that this year. We'll see how that turns out, you know, but it is what it is, um, to say the least. Um, Y'all are probably wondering where the hell is Meech because we don't hear this nigga on here. Meach had to take a day off. Uh, Meach got a lot of shit going on. We send good good vibes and positive energy to Meach as he works and gets through things and does what he has to do, which is why Kai's on here today, because uh, it's time for us to get through some 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 good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I heard Dre had a, a Freudian slip over here with Google. Sound like we finna get into some bullshit. <laughs> hey. I swear I thought I was on mute, but yeah, definitely wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, we are back with the um game show you love to hate. Our, um, ACT SAT hood word of the day. Um, 
<laughs> may or may not have heard the word but how this segment goes um give you a word you have to spell it and use it in a sentence and you know you get a point for spelling you get a point for a correct sentence usage and you know we'll tell them up at the end to see who does best um <clears throat> i think since kai's a guest martian i'm gonna have you set the tone i'm gonna give you the first word rain and champ let's go all right i want to hey that don't do sentence. that don't do that <laughs> That you heard that one. I'm like, uh. I mean, I didn't hear it, but. Okay. Well, you know what, then? Your word is. Antithesis. Oh, I know that word. Shout Mm -hmm. out to my fifth grade teacher, Miss Hughes, and my fifth grade (laughs) reading teacher, Miss Hughes. I don't know if she's still with us because she was in her 50s when I was in fifth grade, and that was 2005. So wherever she is, shout out to you. And shout out to my 12th grade English teacher, James Smith, because we had that was one of our vocabulary words that he had on the wall. Antithesis is spelled A-N-T-I-T-H-E. S-I-S, antithesis. And antithesis is the opposite of something. So, uh, the antithesis of hot is cold. Amen. That's why you, I see why they didn't teach us how to read. Good God. You give a nigga a word in fifth grade. He oh, remembered for, remember for the rest of his life, boy. Good hey, God. I learned- I learned the word discombobulate in fifth grade, too. That's crazy. Sure um, did. I'm not going to see whether or not you are right, but we just go go to Kai. All right, Kai. <laughs> hey, don't um, hate like that. <laughs> your word is... Amalgamated. I, I got you. One more time. Amalgamated. 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 Oh, I know that one, too. <sighs> I don't want to pl- fall into this dumb jock persona, but it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> amalgamated. Uh, amalgamated. A-M-A-L-G-A-M-A-T-E-D. Possibly. Amalgamated. I don't know. Something to do with... Uh, mm. The the little girl was amalgamated by the math problem. Maybe it has to. <laughs> it was bad. It's a horrible lost. Mm. Well, you know, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some claps. I'm gonna give you some claps for spelling it correctly. Um, hope the fella spells their words correctly this week. So hey, shout out to you. Hey, hey. Arson smart ass knew the meaning of his, so he just gave us the definition. Um, and a sentence. Um, Kai spelling was correctly, however, amalgamated means to mix or merge or to make something as one, a combination, blend. So, you know, just mixing some stuff together, X, Y, and Z. So, unfortunately, once again, I'm gonna have to give it to the Brainiac Martian. This is, see, this is why we all do this, man. You scare people away, man. We can't hear damn. Wow, wow. You know I'm, I'm sorry. I was in the optional programming honors. I could have easily been in the sped program. It's not my fault that I got ADHD and I read books, nigga. What the fuck? My player, you know. <laughs> we, we just, 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 
We just let you live right now. I want good that, enough to be in the AP classes, so don't, don't. That's not. That's where it stopped. Donald's classes. That's exactly where it stopped. AP. Where Adrian Peterson? Yeah, I don't want to know nothing about AP. I, I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't in no. Uh, the only AP class I was in was AP Music Theory, and ask me how I did in that class. Being in band for se- seven years. AP mm. Music Theory sound hard though. I ain't gonna lie. It, honestly, reading it, music is such a skill that people like look over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, on, like it's reading I, another I, language. It's it's literally yes, reading like, another language. It's such another. It's such a skill that I kind of feel like it's looked over because like band nerds get like that or band affiliates. Band geeks. Now you said it right. Band geeks. Mm-hmm. I'll take like, the time. They get that. They get that like negative um, connotation around them, like they that corny the vibe. But like reading, being able to read music is a flex, bro. I ain't gonna lie. You can sit here and say band geeks are corny, but band geeks are the niggas that get the most pussy too. So there's that. They are. I ain't gonna cap. I ain't gonna cap. They got the rhythm. It is. Sorry, I'm just telling. See, point point made. But to your to your question or statement, music AP music theory, it can be difficult. I'll say that because just like how, like I said, when you like reading music is being able to speak or understand a different language. Because if you think about it, like some of the, um, some of the portions of music, like some of the things that makes music stand out, such as crescendos, decrescendos, um, stuff like that is in a different language. Most of it is either in Latin or it's in Italian. So you have to know that, but you also got to be able to count, but you also got to know the names of, the uh notes you also have to know how much each note gets how you know as far as the length of duration of play you know you got to know the difference between a note that's flat or that is sharp or it's natural or whatever now when you get into music theory that's getting into like composition of music and gets into like chord progressions it gets into inverted chords um chords being like Think about it. if you grew up in a black church, like you hear chords all the time when they sing and when they play. Um, most chord breakdowns are in soprano, alto, uh, tenor, bass, contrabass, and so on and so forth. Um, and in music theory, you learn how to, if let's say the soprano note may hit the top note, the altos hit the middle note, and the tenors hit the bass note. In music theory, you learn how you could flip that to where the tenors are actually singing the top note. They may not be up in this octave or in this range up here, but they are singing the same note, but at the bottom. And so you learn how that works and how essentially how our music comes together. So it can be a difficult class. Um, The only reason that I failed the class is because my teacher sucked at teaching music theory, but he also sucked at being a band director. So that was that too. Um... So, yeah, but, like, yeah, that was the only AP class that I took. Now, anything outside of that, the only AP class that I took, and I know for a fact I failed, was AP stick figure. And, yeah, a nigga can't draw. Sorry. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. Say AP stick figure. Good. Time. Yeah, failed that class in third grade. Can't do it. <laughs> but, no, man, we're going to uh, check back with y'all real quick. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with rapping with the homies. And we are bike, black, all that great stuff to another episode of the Study How Podcast. And it is my favorite time. One of my favorite times of this episode is rapping with the homies. And boy, do we got a lot of shit to talk about because niggas ain't been here for a minute. 
We have a lot to cover. So as your teacher would say, sit down, shut the fuck up, take your notebook out and let me teach. The quicker you let me get through this, the more time you have to do what you want to do. So with that being said, niggas, you already know where we're going. Let's get it out the way. Diddy and Cassie. I think um, the title of this segment should be like Freaky Boys ENT or just Nasty R Us because the shit that is going on and it's 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 layered like it's layered. We have the title of the episode already. Let me hold on. Let me write that down right now. It is layered like just the level of nastiness. So with Diddy, of course. This is nasty for multiple things. Of course, just the natural accusations of like the um, aggressiveness, the male sex workers and paying them to do that with your with your show to your main lady. That's nasty for it to take on a for, for it to go on for such a long period of time. That in itself is a whole nother level nasty. This is not a one off. This is like a consistent freaky thing that you do um it's nasty from how it's i don't say being dealt with but just how quickly it is being shoved under the rug nasty like within maybe two or three days we got accusations a quick debrief settlement nda literally in a two to three day time span like she was exposed settled close before niggas could even dive into it and in that in itself it's like that's nasty because if that's all it took you could handle this behind scenes not saying that you should have or you should be doing these things but why does it have to come out before you realize that all right maybe i need to settle maybe i need to get shard to be quiet so this is just freaky boy grammy nominated winner of the year I'm giving a ditty because it's just handled nasty. And I have some thoughts about Cassie and how she handled this as well. But we are not victim blaming, victim pointing. But Diddy, you still nasty for how this is playing out, how this is being handled. And I'm not sure if it doesn't permanently stain him as far as his legacy is his imprint. Because now, when time is just as bad as a conviction or a trial so now that these things are just out there like you said now stories from the past that could or could not be related it's all going to get tied into it now a persona and an image is being built if not already there about you just based off the accusations themselves so i think it's stained um nasty boy of the year and it's 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 crazy Okay, so before we really get all into this, so I know we might have a younger demographic that listens to our podcast. Um, So a lot of the children may not necessarily know who Diddy is or how we even got here. So let me just give you, you know, a quick refresher for those that does not know. Now, all of this comes from our favorite website and source, wikipedia.com. Children don't ever use at the site of sources. Y'all know better, but because of the interest of what we got going on here, we're going to read from here today. So, um, as you, as many of us already know, Diddy, his real name is Sean Combs, right? Diddy is his nickname. He has changed this bitch a, a total of five times now. So, 
keep that in mind because names are going to change, okay? So Sean, quote-unquote, loves Combs, born Sean John Combs on November 4th, 1969, also known by his stage names Puff Daddy, Puffy, P. Diddy, or Diddy, is an American rapper, singer, record producer, record executive, and actor, and rapper is a stretch, personally, for me. Rapper is a, is a stretch. Uh, he was born in Harlem, New York City, uh, and he worked as a talent director at Uptown Records before founding his own record label known as Bad Boy Records, which most of us know because the Notorious B.I.G. was on that, as well as Mary J. Blige and Usher Raymond. Um, Combs' debut album, No Way Out, has been certified seven times platinum, and it was followed up by Forever, The Saga Continues, Press Play. He formed the music group Diddy Dirty Money um, in 2009. Uh, and he has won three Grammy Awards, two MTV Video Music Awards, and is the producer of MTV's Making the Band, which was a god-awful show. Like, more on that in a second. Um, he also Great. is the founder of Sean John. And he was the ambassador of Ciroc Vodka and is the co-founder of Revolt Television. So, some background about Sean P. Diddy Combs. Now, as far as this situation, right, with Cassie, as I've said to the guys before we got on here, Diddy has been on this type of timing, right? So when the accusations and the court documents came out, I wasn't surprised by any of this at all, right? Because people have been hurling allegations at Diddy for the better part of the last 15 years, right? Now, mind you, I grew up in an era of 106 and Park and, you know, Rap City, The Basement and all that other stuff, right? And so... I was very into the music scene growing up and, and, you know, stuff like that. And so a lot of the stuff that was going on, like I even watched Making the Band when it came out. Like I, I, I was around for a lot of this stuff. Right. And considering all of these things, like it's not it, it's not uncommon that this is a thing. Right. Or it, it not to say it should make sense that it happened because sexual assault is, is trash in any way, shape, form or fashion. You try to spin it. Sexual harassment, assault, rape, all of that, that, that shit is just unnecessary, in my opinion. Um, but it literally does not shock me that all of these allegations came out, primarily because uh, if you was somebody who listened to 106 Apart, um, you heard, may have heard of an artist back then named Keisha Cole, right? Keisha Cole, woman can still sing her face off, right? She has a song... On Diddy's press, press Play album, right, called Last Night. And we're going to get the audio engineer to stick a snippet of Last Night in there for those that ain't never heard it. But if you have heard it, have not heard it, go on your streaming platforms and, you know, go listen to it, right? If you play Last Night all the way to the end of the track, and listen to what the voicemail message that Diddy left on the phone of whoever it was that he was calling. Whatever the fuck she said he did, that nigga did that shit. 
seconds though when I couldn't get in touch with you I'm ready to come over your house and shoot that mother up you better not be there when I get over the house <laughs> that's really how it go down right <laughs> because I completely now mind you that song came out in 2006 2007 somewhere around that ballpark range right I'm in middle school I'm only here for the vibes and only here for the jam. I wasn't even, I'm not listening to the lyrics and shit like that. But when I went back and re-listened to that song, shout out to TikTok. When I went back and re-listened to the song, because folks on TikTok was like, nah, nigga, you need to, y'all need to go back. We need to revisit this, because what the fuck? Like, I was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is the thing. Like, like, now, as far as how this shit played out, what I need people to understand is like, Y'all are arguing the difference between a civil suit and a criminal suit. Uh, the amount of people that were sitting there chastising Cassie saying, oh, she she just took the money and she y'all just let him win again. Babes. She filed a civil suit, which means she was going to get paid. That was going to be the 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 restitution. That was going to be the justice is for her to get paid. Right. Could she still take this nigga to jail? I'm not sure. Because New York laws are different from anywhere else. Statute of limitations might be up on that, right? But she sued him. She didn't charge him with rape or sexual assault or harassment. She sued him, right? So y'all are literally arguing stuff that a lot of y'all don't know about. But at the same time, I'm actually glad that she said something because this is also going to expose a long list of y'all faves. Y'all thought R. Kelly was the problem. R. Kelly was just the start, right? Like, understand me when I say it's going to be a lot more of y'all faves that get found out. And some of y'all are probably going to shock you. But I say I'll leave the rest of that for later. Dre, what say you? Not Dre, excuse me. Kyle, what say you? <clears throat> Huh, what does the anime kid have to say? I'll say this. A couple things, actually. <clears throat> in the in the music community, the fans, the enthusiasts, the stands, whatever you may call yourself, um, you will ridicule your own family member before you ridicule your favorite artist, actor, or actress. Breathe. Why is that? Why is that? I just want for, for y'all that listen to that and your first thought of when something happens is like you're coming to defense of a person that you have never met, you probably will never meet, and the persona that they portray to the outward world is the face that they put on because their brand needs them to do so. 
So I want you to really, truly ask yourself, why are you so quick to come to the defense for that person? Why do you ask this, anime kid? This is why I ask this. Because even being a college athlete, hear me when I say this. Yeah, there are moments when there are like evil, evil, senile women that will do things for the sake of hurting somebody. But nine times out of ten, if some shit is said, it's because some shit got done. And excuse my language, but it's just like, at what point in time during society, excuse me, for, hold on, sip on my tea. Clear your throat. Uh, clear your throat. Let me clear my throat real quick, because when is what point in freaking society have we let the image of women deteriorate to such a fucking point that when one speaks out, everybody's first thought process is why she come out now. So I hope y'all hear the rage in my voice because I'm also a son to a black mother, a brother to a black sister, two black sisters, and a boyfriend to a beautiful black woman. So when I hear people say dumb shit, because that's exactly what it is, about why she come out now? Okay, yes, we could talk about the methods and the methodology. Cool. But hold on, bro. Like, y'all be acting like y'all, y'all, like I said last episode that I was on here, y'all don't go outside. You swear and can just honestly depict what life these people are living when you in your own right don't even know that when you have a certain amount of money, you're not going through bag check at an airport. You ain't going through customs when you leave the country. You may not even have to get a freaking passport because your money has so much power at that level of power. You might as well be royalty. So the amount of things that can be done, the amount of things that you have access to. The normal average Joe, little Timmy Joe and his girl, Sally, ain't never going to see. So first off, for all of you that said that, shame on you, because that's the issue. Women don't want to speak out about stuff and they don't want to come out and ask for help from people, because the first thing that we want to do is try to guilt trip or victim blame them. Come on now, bro. Come on now. Preach. And then and then they also wonder, like, OK, well, yeah, it was a civil suit. Do you really? OK, all the money that he got, he, Cassie has a family now. You think that she also wasn't think, thinking about the rem, the ramifications of what could have happened to her family? There's literally stuff in the civil lawsuit that talks about him blowing up Kid Cuddy car in his own driveway. See, y'all really... Come on. Hold on. There's a read in I, itself. Like, read. I like I told y'all, man, these these are regular people who got bread. Don't let it, don't let it get it twisted. They ain't no gods walking among us. They not. They ain't no deities, none of that. They regular people, which means that they mess up just like everybody else. But somehow, some way, in some shape or form or fashion, y'all place loyalty to them and idolize them and damn near worship them. And so they can't do no wrong. The same reason why when the thing came out with R. Kelly, everybody went to go bet for R. For R. Kelly. I ain't trying to say that. Just go dog him out. But like just what Marston said, he ain't just the only one. He, how can he be the only one? That sounds stupid. Birds of a feather flock together. So if he was flocking around certain people, what you think then? But hold on. Let me not read too hard. Let me not get too upset. But it's just at some point in time in this westernized society that we have allowed ourselves to become accustomed to. Right. Whether you be Christian, whether you be Muslim, whether you be Buddhist, whether whatever religious ideology you come from. There's one thing, first and foremost, that is 
up front and freaking center. And that's the respect that you hold women to. There's like, it's just certain non-negotiables that we shouldn't just have to talk about. But with this whole facet, the amount of courage that she probably had to had to gain as well as heal. Right. From her experience to then speak on it. Right. Just speaking from a from the probably from the bird's eye view looking down the amount of strength that it probably took. But now, but we sitting here wondering why she came out now. And then we wondering why it went away so fast. Come on now, bro. They put it right in your face. Right in your face, like boop, here it is. Because with that, hold on, because with that that, though, the fact that it went away, the fact that that nigga signed a check and hit instant transfer to her bank account in 18 hours. Come on now. I know it's innocent to approve and guilty, but come the fuck on. You cannot sit here and tell me. That that shit ain't just a little bit suspicious, just a little bit. There was even lawyers on TikTok saying, bro, I've been in a, I've been practicing law for 10 years. I ain't never seen nobody do no shit like that. Come on now. And, the top, and then to top that all off. <laughs> to top it all off, right? There were people speaking on podcast because yeah, that's the thing now. Podcast is now the, the new modern day news. It's the new modern day CNN, right? Subscribe to your new nigga. Whichever group of people it's going to be, right? Your new CNN, right? Your new control network. You Y'all want people to speak on it. And then I had the nerve to hear something on Twitter where it's like, people just want to speak on this because they want to bring somebody down. So I guess that we didn't, I guess that we didn't got to that point in society, huh? That's the point that we done got to society because as long as somebody got it, they got the bread, you know what I mean? They got the money. We don't see everything. We can't speak on that. Pause. I don't know what, who birthed y'all, who birthed these people, but I could have sworn if I cut somebody, they bleed. I bleed. So at what point in time do I just, mm, you know, okay. It was red. The anime kid read you. Every hand sign, every jutsu. Avatar the last Airbender. I just went into the Avatar state. I gave it all to you. And it's gonna get even deeper. Cause like the fact it's just the sheer amount of people coming in defense, bro. Yeah. All right, people don't even want to stay neutral, dog. This ain't our business. So I'm speaking from a new from a neutral space. I'm just speaking. We are speaking, just talking out just like this is just the real. But y'all want to, you know what? It's okay. That's all right. What's that you? <laughs> well, no, nah, I. When you speak on the how quickly this shit was revealed, discovered, and closed, it's like that shit is crazy, and that's why I'm like, man, uh-huh. I. I ain't gonna say pushback on Cassie as a bad choice of words, but for it to be handled so quickly and for the acts to be so egregious, it's like. How are we circumventing? How are we stopping that from happening again? If there was, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be no public record of, you know, the settlement, the acts, what took place, X, Y, and Z. I'm oh, no. Sure yes, it is. Ready. Yes, it is. Once you go, the, when she submits that stuff to the court, that is public record. 
the fact that people were able to go read all 35 pages of their deposition, that is public record. That's not going any goddamn where. The reason why he speculating, right? The reason why he settled that shit so goddamn quickly is because if she got her happy ass up there on the stand and testified against him, it was a long line of niggas that was finna go down right with him on that exact same day. She didn't want to, she didn't want to, not she, excuse me, he didn't want that shit to come out. Because then we also then have to go back and address his uh, ex-wife, Kim Porter, and how she mysteriously vanished off of this planet. Because then we'd have to talk about that, right? We'd have to have conversations about what goes on at Diddy's mansion parties. And meanwhile, a lot of people are like just finding out, oh, he had mansion parties. Cat Williams spoke about that shit in 2007, love. He literally said it in the stand-up. So when I keep saying I've known about this shit since the early 2000s, because it was never a secret. Like, a lot of people are, are, are to what you just said, Dre. It's like, well, people are not addressing or handling the situation as it needs be. But to some extent, I agree with you on that. But to the other extent of it, like, uh, like, what are y'all said? I can't think. Remember who said it? He got enough money to where he can make this shit go away. But at some point in time, the funders at them dollars is going to stop. So you can't just scrub it away, right? But we also have to think about this. I think this is the other portion of the conversation that we're missing, right? So y'all remember how I said this and R. Kelly's brother said this, right? He said that somebody did to R. Kelly what R. Kelly did to those women, right? Y'all do know that that can be applied to this Diddy situation too. Because Diddy just didn't become Diddy just rapping. And again, I say that's a stretch. But Somebody had to put him in this position. Somebody put him in this position. I'm not going to name no names because I ain't trying to get get this platform canceled because we still got to bring out more information and fun laughs and jokes and shit, right? But like I told y'all a few episodes ago, follow the money. Who put Diddy in the place for him to be able to do that? Because then once you ask that question... Just like it's several other niggas that's going to hit the pavement. When he hit the pavement, it's a whole bunch of niggas around the person that put him in that point that's going to hit the pavement too. And trust me, it's a lot of y'all faves that's about to get found out very quickly. Y'all just don't, y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready for it. That's all I can say to that. The fire has been struck. Yeah, I see that because I don't know what you just lit. I don't know if you lit a match, a little lighter. I don't know what that was. <laughs> well, I mean, since we own Nasty Boys ENT or Freaks Are Us, who, um, what is the young man's name? I don't know. I just know him as Kiki Palmer, baby daddy, but I don't know his. his yeah, um, that's all I know, bro. Is yeah, I know he'd have been in a couple movies, movies maybe. But I don't know her. Since since the last time we recorded, um, some clips have gone out of surface of a phone call between. Oh, uh, Kiki him and mom, mom and him, him yeah. and Kiki yeah. Palmer right there as well. And you know, I don't know. If we will put the clip in here. I don't know, but in that clip, a lot of it was said and revealed. And once again, it's just that's the forefront that these these niggas out here is nasty, just doing some nasty shit, man. Like to put 
your hands on a woman that you considered you love or uh, I don't know if they were engaged or whatnot, but you had a child with this woman. So to put your hands on the mother of your kids is cowardly. And he also they- posted that clip of a uh, Homelander from the boys. And I don't know if anybody had uh, has any idea of the boys from yeah. um, Amazon. Like Homelander is not somebody that you want to just like. He's the like he ain't. He's the. He's a. He is a bad Superman. Like it's not. It's not. I was gonna say. Can like, you tell me who the fuck that is? Because I don't know. I don't know. So like the boys is a superhero genre or lore. It's a universe um, where so like Marvel it is. And DC. Yeah, but like the like, it's just like if they were all bad, quote unquote. If they were like humanized, they didn't have their senses of justice. Homelander is just a bad Superman. He is an evil Superman. Like that's the best way that you can say it. Like he's just bad. He does really cringeworthy things. Like him, the Deep. Like uh, what is it? Patriot. Like they do some like like the boys is like a very cringe. Like it's a very cringeworthy show because like it's just like. It's cringeworthy because it's real. Because it's real spill. That's why it's cringeworthy. Because it's not. It's not like we not like it's not fluff. It's like real stuff. And so okay. he, there's a quote of bro. I guess posting some stuff. Um, I ain't got nothing, nothing, nothing against bro. Like I'm just giving y'all tea. Not even tea. I'm just speaking as a human with free will. You know that's like that's a thing. Yeah. Um, he posted a post. Where it was just like like he wanted to see his son, um, and the clip is there's this clip of Homelander where like he's killing people trying to get to his son, and so like it's just not the right context, which also goes into social media and toxic relationships, and then etiquette in possibly being separated from someone, co-parenting those facets. So it's just a lot of underneath this umbrella, but like just. So when you listen to like that phone call, bro. That phone, like it, them clips, bro. Like it's bad. Like it's just it's toxic. And I, mm. I got a question. So this is gonna sound very bad, but I'm gonna ask this is ask this question. Two questions. Number one is everything all right at home with him? Because to now that you've explained that, which leads me to my second question: Can he read? And when I say read, I mean like read a room. Like, like is 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 anybody at home upstairs? Because the lights are on, but I don't know if anybody is 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 upstairs. I don't know if anybody's here. Like, and I can't say the call is coming from inside the house because I don't think he's inside the house. Like, like I, I'm confused. Like, I don't. Why would you? Because I didn't listen to the the listen to that because i'm kind of squeamish when it comes to stuff like this like of course i acknowledge that it's a problem but like i kind of get squeamish when it comes to like you know sexual assault or assault in general just because of my own experiences with it um and i'm just beyond my own personal feelings like you can't read the room to know that that's a fucked up thing like to say like oh you are out here killing people just to get to your child especially in the context of what you are doing as far as committing actual violence towards another person versus what you see on TV. Like what's, what's going on in the head up here? Like, cause I know one thing that I did hear about this, 
situation is like his mom apparently said that like his daddy, she had to get a restraining order on his daddy because his daddy was abusive towards her. And so kind of goes back to my last point that I just made about like who put him in this position, right? Or who was the people that he was watching? Because I say this as a as an educator, and I have said this many times before, your child is a reflection of you and is a reflection of what goes on in your house. And so if you're not good, your child ain't gonna be good, right? I don't care how well you try to you know, put on a sunshiny face and you try to make everything perfect. If they see you and your in your your significant other beefing back and forth, if they see that y'all are not in a in a in a healthy relationship or dynamic or whatever, that's gonna show in your child when they get to school. I can tell you that because I've had plenty of parents that will come and say, Well, how are you gonna tell me about my child? Baby, your child spends eight hours a day with me and you spend two. Because the times that you aren't at work, she's at school. He or she is at school. And when they aren't at school, you're at work. They may see you for an hour in the morning before they leave to go to school or an hour in the evening when before you go to work. So the person that knows a lot about their, their emotional and mental health and well-being is their teachers. But I can tell you what your house is like or what it's your house is giving based off of how they show up. Which is why I ask those questions. It's like, is it because he's seen, you know, his daddy do that to his mama and instead of him going to therapy about it? Because you have the money to do so. There's no excuse for you to not go to therapy, Pimpy. You got the money to do it. Is it that you're not going to therapy and getting help for that or getting, you know, yeah, getting help for that? Or is it that, you know, what you're doing has such a, you know, impact on you saw what type of impact on it had on your mama and you thought that was power because the same issue that goes back to this Cassie situation. The reason why Diddy was able to sign that check off so quick and why he was able to do what he does is because he had this, you know, fangled ass sense of power and has literally been trying to use that power and lord it over people to have control over people. And that's what most abusers do. They do shit like that to have power over you. Because they, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, feel inadequate within themselves or with what they got going on in their life. And so, again, I ask, like, is anybody at home upstairs and can he read? Because clearly not. So, yeah. <laughs> Brother Kai, <laughs> I see the look on your face. What, how, how, you, how you feeling? And I got a question to ask once everybody get their thoughts off. Um, sadly, remember how we got on Classic Man the last time I was on this episode? Um, till there's no man, it's all men. This is my advocation for like women. This is just because like they're the foundation of our society. Without them, things can't work. So what needs to be said is like, It's like this, it's this, it's this curse, it's this cycle, right? My pops, my mom, um, other people in my family we used to tell me like like the cycle of poverty. I think that the cycle of poverty is, has two folds, whether that is monetarily and fiscal and in the physical, and then it's mental as well. Um to be truthful and to be honest, like my thoughts as far as with this, 
which is what the second one I got so like irate and like irritated because it's just like with the Cassie thing just with this it's like bro have just because we got bread don't mean that everything is all right because money doesn't make happiness it does solve a lot of problems though it can't it can't produce happiness but like what How 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 long have we as a people and society been so impoverished and poor in the mind that we have not allowed ourselves to grow and to see and to speak on the stuff that's just not okay? How many times have we little brothered and cousined and brother-in-law people into allowing them to do stuff and we not speak up about it because it's not our business? Right? That's the biggest thing that like I kind of hate. Because it's just like if it ain't my business, I can't speak on something. But if somebody getting the getting the crap beat out of them, why 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 can't I speak on it? Like it's certain, like as as we're speaking right now, there's a person, man, woman, child that's going through domestic violence. They they could be getting mentally abused, physically abused, both being abused by their oppressor, being put in places where they don't have any rays of hope and 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 light. And to everybody else on the outside looking in. Their abuser ain't their abuser because their abuser is able to put on a mask just like Doc, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and, and completely circumvent and cover up everything that they're doing. But instead of us as like a society speaking on the bad stuff, we allow it to keep going on because we then put it on somebody else and say, well, some, uh, well, somebody will fix it. Until these little kids grew up and they're violent. They can't because it's not because they don't know how to control their emotions. They have so much anger built up. See, anger is 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 a beautiful emotion because when it's controlled, it gets stuff done. But it's a fire when it when when left unchurned will burn everything and will engulf everything in in its existence. Killmonger from Black Panther is a perfect example. His whole persona of his character is pure rage uncontrolled rage that get that that got left un untouched unturned and what did he end up do almost destroying the civilization that his ancestors built because of the issues of the ones that came before him so like it's just i when you sit here and you think about it more y'all like it's sad to think about because on the big stage of social media, don't nobody think about that. They just pick sides. They don't see remedies or solutions to issues that are played in society. Like, has anybody thought about what the little boy going through? Because me personally, when grownups are going through shit, this may sound fucked up. I don't give a damn about them, especially when it's a kid involved, because they because they are the most purest forms. Right now, currently on this earth, they are the they are the leaves that that will grow in the trees that will be a part of the next generation. So I care more about them than I do adults because adults had time and time and time and time again to fix their choices. But they haven't now, whether for whatever, like for whatever reason, but I've seen it too many times, like time and time again, bro. And it's just like and what's crazy is like. The Kiki Palmer situation, like, 
hope that in that everything is, is in alignment with that and blessings to that and how that will rectify itself in, in the best way possible so that people can can have healing as well as the, the Cassie situation so she can have her healing. But how many little little black women and black girls don't went through the same shit? But they don't have the same platform. How many though? Everybody that's listening right now, you're gonna hear this shit. How many? How many have 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 you seen? But you tell, but you chosen to turn the other cheek. How many? And so, so if when so with with us talking and me speaking about this shit, you sitting there and you like, damn, yeah, we are part of the problem because we don't let too much shit pass by. How many times have we said that ain't our place? But a coward of a man, dumb, 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 broke down the woman of. Who who gave birth to his kids and then caused trauma in his in his little girl and his son. But it ain't our business though. It takes a village to raise a child, not just two people. So that's gonna be dead on that. That's just that's what I gotta say, man. Um last thing on this, we gonna switch gears to the next nasty boy. Or this next one, I'm not going to necessarily say they nasty. But <clears throat> in the midst of all this, the recording and things going out, um, Kiki Palmer's mom mentioned or highlighted how we all know in the summer they had the little Usher debacle where Kiki went to the Usher show. They were seen as being friendly, XYZ, whatever the case may be. And he responded. And that's what kind of got everybody in their business in the first place, as far as looking at their relationship a little bit different because of his reaction to that. But in this clip, um, Kiki Palmer's uh, mom goes on to say, well, you know, everybody knows Usher is gay. Like you tripping over a gay man and you don't you not even your mind not on straight. She called him out of work X, Y, Z. But the whole thing was she kept saying like Usher is gay. Like she was loud, proud, adamant on that part. Like Usher is gay. Like you are tripping. You caused all this about a gay man. And my question I mean, she wrong as hell for saying that because they didn't come off slightly homophobic. But let's not forget that there was a story that came out where. And this ain't even allegedly. You can go find this. It's 2018, 2019. Uh, story came out where Usher had herpes and other people caught it. Part of that story was one of them was a man. This that is my confession. Well, you know, uh, I mean... <laughs> we we going to table that. We we going to off mic that. I'm just that, saying, like, she, how she probably worded it was homophobic as fuck. Like, she wrong as hell for saying that. Like, the, the word, like, yeah, and like, well, these gays not, once again, that's his business. That ain't exactly. But my question to you all is, how would you feel, or if you're in this situation and you usher, how would you feel if you catching the stray based off of somebody else's, like, quote-unquote, your friend and her and her partner situation, and you end up catching the stray? Are you upset at her, your mom, well, her, her mom or her... You know her husband. Like, I guess I'm trying to see if y'all were ushering this, and you just minding your business, getting prepared for the Super Bowl, and out of nowhere a clip dropped where even if that's your lifestyle choice, how it was worded, like you said, it came off as homophobic. Like, how would you feel catching that straight from a alleged friend's mom or just in the middle of they shit going on? 
that's messed up, bro. Like that's putting yeah. me in somebody else's business. You, you know, you know what I mean? Like in his, in his like he he worried about the bread. He finna go make in the Super Bowl. Like why he got to be put in somebody else's business? Yeah, it's like, like I'm, but but I'm we do it. Like, I'm coming like what's the face? That cut you over. Sorry, I'm coming like Nene Leaks. Now how I get in this? You see how they put me in this? I ain't even got nothing. That's how I'm coming. Like how the fuck did I even? And I can't be too gay if I got your dog up. Let me stop. I'm, let me stop. I, I, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm not gonna mm. do this today. If if her panties mm. wet, I can't be too gay because clearly yo 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 because clearly her baby daddy ain't doing it right. He was good enough for some dick and a child. But I had her. Let me stop, cause cause now my yeah, my, yeah. my hood nigga coming out for real. Oh lord, this become oh, explicit. Lord. Yep, st- yep. Study hall in the hood. It's your ass. Yep. My, my hood nigga coming oh, out. Look, we. I never said this is a private school. This is a Title One school. <laughs> we got free and reduced lunch for yeah, oh, free and reduced lunch around here, nigga. What the fuck? This is okay. a Title One school. The fuck? Okay. Okay. So. Oh. Everybody will feel some type of way catching a strike. Cool, cool. Because in the midst of all that, like you said, it's so layered and it's so many like different storylines and different things you can talk based from this that I think that's one of, I think, the least um, observed or discussed things. Like, damn, how in the midst of that shit, he catching a strike. How does he feel about all this? So I just kind of want to get y'all thoughts and opinions on that. Um Speaking of thoughts and opinions, some people just like to air their thoughts out and leave it on a nice little harmonic 32 with 64 track and let it rip. Um, the last in this, I'm not like I said, I don't consider this nasty boy award. This might be comeback player of the year, or this might be six most improved of the year. Um, Megan and Stallion and Party Fontaine. I can't even say the, the woman name right. Um, once again, since we last recorded, a uh, couple things have happened. She has released a single, Cobra Fire. Amazing um, production. But in that single, she had said her former relationship, which we all know is with Party, to uh, have ended because she caught them cheating in the bed that they slept at, if I'm not or I can't remember where the location was. Basically, she walked in on him uh, cheating X, Y, and Z. Internet had that. They felt with that. And I think about, it wasn't a business week. It might have been three or four days later, um, Hardy Fontaine responded. Now, off mic, we kind of went through the lyrics and we <laughs> listened to it. And, you know, we kind of got the chance, or I got a chance to hear Marsha and Kaz, you know, um, first time hearing it and kind of digesting it. So I want to ask the fellas, um, <clears throat> let's deal with this situation first for our grand scale. So in this, now that you know, we kind of went through the lyrics and we knew beforehand kind of what was going on, not taking the side, but what are your thoughts on this just, in what you know from both parties, what are you all's thoughts <laughs> on the Meg and party situation? Well, being from the H, I gotta like I gotta be the first to speak on this. Yeah, case. definitely go for that because I'm I'm still These trying to figure out how to from the H. Age. Um, I will preface this in saying that Meg Meg the Stallion is growing so much in popularity that she is reaching mini Beyonce status. 
So there's actually a lot of things that like, oh, you cannot speak on or say things because her beehive or her her, her little Megan's, I don't know what the fuck they're called. Um, they probably gonna come and like ring your damn neck for sure. Um, but what I will say is we're just talking about the people, guys. We can like if Megan Stallion can wrap her ass off. She is a lyricist. She got bars. She could do it. Like talented individual, and she just and then she also got her law degree. I think if I'm not mistaken, like she had done a lot of great stuff. So let me just say that. So at any point, we are never attacking any black women or black men on this podcast. This is not something that we do. Um, but with that situation, like that shit toxic and, and like and it's bad. Like it's toxic. Like it ain't ain't nothing. Like the Cobra thing was dope. The f- visuals was crazy, fire. Like, like shout out to her for speaking about her mental health in it. I know that that's not easy. Um, but that this track, I guess, a response track to what Party said. Um, I, mm, I just gotta go listen to it. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I already told. I already, like we already had this like off mic. Um, and honestly, not trying to say like be on this and we like we scared to say anything, but it's just like one from the outside looking in, it's very toxic, guys. And a lot of things need to be start start being said about what we say. Like it's just as a people, as like a collective group of black people, like like as a race about our relationships and who we have access to be able to speak on those things and why it always seems like we as in black people are always constantly attacking it and at war with one another because there's nothing pretty and clean cut about what partisan said and what I guess what is going on between them two. But honestly, y'all, it should be for them to settle and for them to handle. But since some of them lyrics some eyebrows are raised because there are certain things that were said that kind of got your head scratching a tad bit. Now, I don't know the full story. Just going off of the lyrics. So, I'm going to throw this to Martin because he going to eat this up. Maybe. I just had to be uh, the opening to everything. But I don't know, bro. Like, what Partisan said, because I've been on that side, not on the cheating side, whoa, but on the side of where, like, there's a woman who isn't ready to heal yet, so I can't make her heal. Like, she got to go through that herself. So there are some things that, like, you may have wanted for her best interest, but she didn't want that. And you can't make her do that. Once again, women are chaos. They are free. You can't make them do anything that they don't want to do. So I think when you listen to more, more of the lyrics now, like, now that I think about it more, bro, it seemed like he like he was hurt more than anything. It seemed like bro was like on some stuff like, like damn you dissed me like I ain't, I I ain't wanted to get like this. You know what I mean? Like I thought I thought that we was bigger than this, better than this. But now since like since this thing happened and we in this industry, like players gonna play this if this how we gonna play. Fuck it. Now we in the court. So I kind of feel like that's what it is. And so the shots were fired because like. In a sense, when you read it, it's like he defended himself, but he also attacking too. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's kind of like, once again, y'all, we outside people looking in. We have no idea what they what their situation was. 
but this also wasn't wasn't the first time I guess like a big thing if I'm not if I'm not mistaken between them two actually hit social media because there was also another thing that happened where I think he got like either jealous or like some shit happened and he found out was it no I think like another rapper said something like he was with Megan or something like that and then like basically like threw party under like under the bush I don't know if y'all uh remember that they, it was like they, there they, there it is there it is like he said it and it's kind of like so when when that happened and then he comes and drops this y'all like w- what you expect a man to do like as much as we advocate for for like women we ain't we ain't never on some shit but we not advocating like for men too on the notion that if there's wrong there's wrong if you wrong you wrong i don't know who's wrong in this in this situation but if you wrong you wrong and as people, we we got to just start speaking up about what's wrong, if that if that makes sense. Before you go marching, quick question. Mm-hmm. Side note, and we can circle back to this because we had a real, I don't even know if we got this on the pod, but we had a real interesting convo about cheating. Todd, do you believe all people cheat? No. Okay. Marshall. Oh, my God. I don't know why you did this, right? You, you, you are terrible. Anyway. Um, now, as somebody that, that did not listen to any of this stuff, because y'all know I don't give a hot nut fuck about celebrities like that. Only reason I be knowing about shit is because it comes up on my For You page on TikTok. Outside of that, I don't be knowing about nothing that be going on, right? Now, um, as Dre said, he played a snippet of the response to, um, to, uh, Meg The Stallion. From partisan Fontaine about you know what was said towards him right and from what the streets told me she really didn't even mention him that much in the song she was just really speaking on like her experiences up until now type situation um and so to Kai's point about oh that nigga was hurt I can see that I can genuinely see and understand that like your feelings got hurt sure um my point in all of this is why you niggas couldn't just text each other this shit? Why couldn't you? Why you you don't got her number? You ain't got his number? Exactly. Exactly. Y'all ain't got now each other got... Instagram, each other Facebook, each other Twitter, each other MySpace, each other Black Planet, each other Tag, Telegram, three... Discord. Got... Like three niggas over here talking about it right now when y'all could have just hashed it out and like, we didn't y'all, have y'all, to hear about y'all it. Y'all couldn't we didn't have to we did not have to know about any of this stuff. Like I, I appreciate and I have to be careful when I say this because I appreciate when people are do speak on their experiences, right? Because your experience can potentially help somebody else with whatever with they're going through, right? Like I have conversations with 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 these two gentlemen and Meech all the time about stuff that's going on with me. We talk we talk heavily, and I'm pretty sure all three of them can say that there's something that I've experienced that I've been able to shed light on that has helped them understand something, you know, about the world just a tad bit better, right? So I don't I don't want you to not say anything about what's going on with you because. Something that I learned is like when it comes to like emotional abuse um, and manipulation, 
one of the very first things that they try to take away from you is your voice. Which, sidebar, a lot of black folks, y'all don't recognize that y'all have been emotionally abused by your parents and stuff growing up. Because, especially if you grew up in the South and in church, you was told kids are meant to be seen and not heard. Yeah, that's kind of where it starts, right? Things that I've learned, you know, just recently, right? But I don't want you to not talk about it. But the thing is, is like, we didn't, we, the rest of us, the world, didn't necessarily need to know because now it's like y'all are going back and forth for what you're going back and forth on the internet and then a song for what like now as far as what party said in that in that song as i was listening to that this tea was boiling hot scathing and i was just like oh interesting but what I also noticed is that some of the stuff that he said in the lyrics, others have said about her as well, right? And I'm not just talking about Tory Lanez or, you know, whatever, but, like, we have heard other people who have been around Meg the Stallion and in proximity with her say some of the same things that he said, right? And as Kai brought up earlier before we recorded, um... An age-old age adage that my ancestors used to say, everybody ain't going to tell the same lie about you. Like, if, if, if several people are saying the same thing about you, there has to be some truth in it. Now, that ain't always the thing, but even like going back to the Diddy and Cassie situation, Cassie's not the first person to say anything about Diddy being abusive and i don't just necessarily mean like physically abusive domestic violence i mean using his power and his influence and his money to lord power over people and control people like she is not the first person to say that if you watch making a band and you watch them watch that man tell them folks to cross the brooklyn bridge to go get him a goddamn dessert at two o'clock in the morning that's abuse like we have to call a spade a spade a spade call it for what it is right but yeah, a lot of the stuff that was said in there, it's just like, this is not my first time hearing this about Meg Thee Stallion. And it's not a damnation on her character. Like, cause I don't know the woman. I wish her all the best in her career and her endeavors and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't have a dog in that fight. Like, I don't necessarily care about what you have going on. You know, as long as you treating yourself right and you treating the people, other people right, that's all that matter to me. Now, motherfuckers treating you wrong, do what you got to do to handle that situation, even if that means talk shit about a nigga on the track and his feelings just gonna have to be hurt. I'm actually waiting on Kiki Palmer to drop her diss track because, you know, she can sing. So, I'm waiting on her shit to cheat it. <laughs> yeah, nah, not Kiki. I'm just saying it. I'm waiting on her. I'm waiting on Cassie track. So, I'm just saying. It's understandable. I, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down, but um, in this, I know when it was when it came out, I know a lot of people were um parking on on partisan and on party because of what he said and saying that you know he shouldn't be engaging and going back and forth with Meg X Y Z whatever the case may be, which. Everybody entitled to their own opinion. Like, go ahead, get your stuff off. You feel he shouldn't have did it. X not. Oh, why not? That's on you. But my, I guess, question is kind of how, 
is there a proper etiquette when dealing with a breakup? You know what I'm saying? Because in my eyes, if I was chilling, we broke up. Maybe it was amicably, maybe it wasn't. But if we broke up and both of us seemingly seemed to be quiet about it, no one really knew about their situation until you mentioned me or put me on a song or maybe if we make it relative to us, you posted something about me and start sending all these sub shots and people knew we were together. Now they kind of putting two and two together. It's like, Oh, you talking about him? I guess, how was he supposed to handle that? And, and I pose that to you all. Is there a proper way to handle a breakup? And what are some things that are, you would like uh, how you would like to be treated versus what are some things that you would do for your ex partner and vice versa. You know, Anybody want to open the stage? Well, let the anime kids strike again. Uh, I guess this question can also be tagged with is there proper etiquette with your relationships business and whether or not you speak about that to other people? Why do I ask this question? Because to all the women out there, it's some of y'all friends that be hating on y'all relationship. They be hating on the fact that you are happy. They be hating on the fact that um, the man that you are with is handsome and good looking. They, they hate on the fact that you have, you're not around as much anymore to go and hit the streets. They hate the fact that um, you seem happy and that you found your peace. That's that's a truth. It's not everybody, but be careful who you hang around. Um, because I know, like for me, when handling not I won't say issues in my relationship, but like when having like dialogue and discussions and um making sure that everything is healthy and the line of communication is very like um valid. I don't want to go to my friends that don't have girlfriends and ask them about my like what's going like how they would take a situation because there's like your friends have a natural bias towards you so very very few very few and far between do you have friends who are not yes men and yes women not because they don't want to it's just just because they've been your friend for so long so they naturally gonna take your side so there's gonna be a there's there's a potential bias that like populates that space so and then also be careful at who you tell your your business to when you're angry, because when you do so and then say for whatever reason you were just angry at the spur of the moment, that person is never going to forget the pain that you brought to them and they're naturally going to look to protect you. It's just a little little shit on that. Now, on as far as the breakup etiquette, gang, I feel like hell yeah, because I feel like I know. I know y'all hated seeing them them relationships in high school that when they broke up, everybody knew about it. And then when they got back together, everybody knew about it. And then it was like, girl, he said this. And hey, my boy, she was over here with this. They was at this party last night. Like all of that stuff. Like. It's. It gives off. It gives off attention seeking. Um, it also gives off a broken inner child as well, because when you, like, if me, if me and my significant other, if we break up, 
like if it's bad at first, it's cool. But out of love, because this because this is also where people don't really know what love is. They really be confusing it with lust and infatuation. When you truly love somebody, y'all may rock out on like a rough road and it may end bad. But eventually y'all going to come back and be like, look, and especially as like a man, you, you know, you're going to come back and be like, look, it is what it is. Chunk it up to the deuces. I'm coming to you apologizing. But you know what? It's all love to you. I hope it all goes well. I'll catch you in the next life, period. And just keep it moving. But like to me, it was always corny to me to hear like dudes walk around like, bro, like, gang, like, it's okay. Like, y'all not together. Go find another fish. Hook her on your line. It's okay. You'll be fine. You, you ain't you ain't got a dog. It's 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 all right, gang. It's it's okay. Like you don't have to tell me your your business. Because I think because I think that's that's like a root of narcissism. Where like you want to go tell somebody your business because you want somebody to confirm your bias. So if I go to my friend and I'd be like, man, we going through this fight. Ooh, 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 da, da, da. Yeah, 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 my nigga, da, 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 da. yeah, it's F this hoe, ah, city boys up, ooh, 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 ooh. all this like, all this other stuff, bro. And it's just like, you just want somebody to, to confirm that you right. Whereas if you go to one of your homeboys and be like, bro, stop talking, stop talking about her like that. You, you, you love that girl. And if y'all just end it wrong, bro, heal, we got you. Let's keep it moving. Da, da, da. But everybody not real like that. And it's just very few and far between you having your circle that's really going to be like, hey, bro, like, chill out, relax. And if you do, most people are ready to scrap over somebody just telling them what it is. So, and all in all, yes, there should be um, sep- like uh, separation etiquette because everybody should know your business. Like, social media has become a tabloid. Ladies, gentlemen, stop going to social media to to talk about not about your abusers. No, bring light to things of such like such a bad nature. But like when you just go on, on there to just talk about your business like that, expecting people you don't know to then perpetuate another perceived opinion, I guess it's it's not it's not ever going going to end well. So, you know what I mean? Like make sure that your make sure that your house is straight before you go trying to like spill the business of your house and have a and have a garage sale. Yeah. That was Quarter a fire metaphor. That's a fire metaphor right there. Um, I'll say for me, is there breakup etiquette? I don't think there is, but there definitely needs to be some. Um, as far as like a standard practice of procedure of like what to do, but all of it is going to be nuanced anyway because a lot of people break up for a lot of different reasons. Some people break up by simply because I don't like your ass no more, right? Some people break up because, you know, oh, that nigga cheated on me. Some people break up because domestic violence situation. Some people break up because over, you know, let's say a child that they had between them, you know, sadly passed away. Some people may break up over that. You know, a lot of people break up over different things is my point. So, but... The fact that there's not like a standard operating procedure, it kind of needs to be one. But again, still would be nuanced because it's even like going because with those breakups, you're going to go through grief. Right. And. Everybody doesn't experience grief the same way. I learned this a few few weeks ago. Right. That a lot of people think that, oh, there's five stages of grief. 
and that you go through all five of those stages in the order that they are named um, or that you may go through them in a different order, but you may get stuck in some of those portions of grief to the point where you can't move through the other ones, right? Like a lot of my experiences just over the past month is me recognizing that I've been experiencing a lot of grief just from, you know, my own life, my own friendships, my own relationships with people, you know, stuff that's happened to me years ago. Like I'm still experiencing a lot of grief. Um, and in some cases I've been stuck in the anger portion of grief because I'm still fucking pissed about that shit. Right. I've been stuck in the bargaining uh, portion of grief because I don't want to let go of it. Right. I've been stuck in the depression phase of grief because I don't know how to pull myself out of it or I don't see a way out of this situation. Right. But something that I also learned is that grief comes in waves just because you got over something that don't mean that it's over with. Right. Like Mandra had this conversation earlier where I told him, like, I'm still grieving the fact that, like, I will never get to go to Milwaukee and have Thanksgiving with my grandparents ever again. My grandparents, both of them, this makes 10 years that my grandmama has been gone and 12 since my granddad has been gone. So, like, I still, like, I still haven't, I realized it on Thanksgiving that I still haven't gotten over that like I thought I did, right? Um, And so, it coming in waves, it goes back and forth and stuff like that. Like, all of that goes into the process of breaking up with someone. Now, as far as, like, what I would do in a situation of breaking up with somebody, I err on the side of a lot of, of what Kai said, right? Because um, I know that when I've had friends that have broken up with people, like, I can think of one person immediately off the top of my head. Like, even though we didn't live in the same city, I was there to support him, right? And I'm going to always be there for my niggas in general just because, you know, I love my homies. I love my friends. Like, I'm going to support you in whatever way, shape, form, or fashion that you need it. Um, But I'm also not going to push you to think a certain way. Like, anybody that has had a conversation with me and talked to me about, like, what's going on with them personally you know that I just have a cover. I, I tend to, what is the word? Um, put the ball in your court for the majority of the conversation. I just ask you questions and let you figure out what you want to do from there. And so as far as me assisting people when it comes to that type of situation, that's the, always the stance that I'm going to take because I could give you advice all day long, but a lot of stuff is better when you come into knowledge on it for yourself, right? Now, as far as me breaking up, fuck that bitch. <laughs> it is always fuck that bitch, fuck that nigga. Um, and that's the spiteful side of me. That's the Scorpio in me. That's the Pisces in me, right? That doesn't, that, because me, I love hard. Like, when I'm in, I'm all in. And even... Even unless it was my fault and the reason why we had to break up as in I did something which would never be cheating because I'm not the one that cheats on people. It, it doesn't make sense to me, right? Um, but let's say for example that I do cheat. Now that it ain't fucked you because I fucked up in this situation. I did something to you to end their relationship. Now that's gonna hurt me because now I'm gonna overthink and be like, damn, I'm a fucked up individual for doing this to this person and I shouldn't have did that, right? But 
anything outside of that, no, it's definitely fuck you, bitch. Cause there and there's no there's no oh we can be friends after this. No, we can't. We sure cannot. We sure cannot. You can't do that. I don't even want to spit in your direction. Like, keep that. Keep all you you had the audacity to break up with me and to break my heart. Keep all of that same energy over there. As the preacher would say, may the Lord watch between us as we part ways. Because it ain't nothing else for me to say to you. But if you try to come at me with this partisan Fontaine type shit or Meg the Stallion type shit or motherfucker riding a diss track, what I'm going to say is going to shut you up for good. And you don't want me to go there. So, yeah. So we got... Some etiquette and one hell no, fuck no, no etiquette. Cool. Absolutely not. And this has been your um annual nasty freaky boy award ceremony. Um, but no, for real, this has been rapid with the homies. Uh, we gonna give y'all a quick little break, then we are gonna come back with cries of outrage and get out of here. Yeah. Yo, what's good? What's good? Welcome back to the Study Hall Podcast, and we That's are now. It's your favorite segment, the segment you love to hate, I hate to love, none other than the cries of outrage. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to shift over to, I guess, Kyle, brother, man. Let the streets know. Let us know what's been scuffing your ones, man. What's been getting under your skin, man. Holla at us. Scuffing your ones. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like you, that. Too, bro. We're going to blast off his little Einstein for sure. Uh, man. First off, I want to say once again, appreciate y'all for having having the kid on. It's always a pleasure. We always attacking some. Um, we are we are always rising the vibe. Uh, the vibes making making people think for sure. Um, I guess my cry outrage has like a lot of parts. As I said earlier in the podcast, what I said before about continuing to go because you just never know when your breakthrough gonna happen. This is for a lot of people, but this is particularly for black families. Let me start off by saying this. Can y'all shut the hell up sometimes? Please. Like, hear me when I say that. Like, that's the nicest way that I can say it. Like, do you do you always want to talk about going on going on some trip or some vacation? but don't ever want to talk about bettering somebody's mental health. Y'all want to talk about... Oh, he came to read. Y'all want to talk about coming and bringing and doing these things for the holidays, but we never talk about, is somebody okay? We always talk about... And this is just so strange to me because... Um... And see, this even got my 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 little puppy going because she already know her pops gonna come crazy right now. Um, we always discuss the basic, average, mediocre life, the cycle that we all hate, the cycle that we hate being slave to, the cycle of waking up, going to a nine to five, working a job that we don't like around people that we don't like, and never truly gaining freedom over our lives. And because of such, right, we perpetuate this um, onto other people. 
And so, um, what's annoying about that is, is that it affects more people than you know. What's annoying about it is that you will call your daughter, you will call your son, you will call them about the dreams that they're chasing. And then when things don't seem like they're going the right way, the first thing that you want to tell them is, when are you getting a job? The first thing that you want to tell them is, is that, uh, um, the first thing that you want to tell her is, or him, is well i can only pay for your apartment for so much longer or i can only do this for so much longer it's all these things right like why do you guys extend aid when you know good and damn well you can't continue to 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 keep it going the hell what the hell am i gonna do with the half truth what in the world am i going to do with 50 percent of aid like you're better off just telling me that you can't help me and then us working together to find a solution, then you saying that you'll help me take some stress off from it and to put it right back on, you fucking idiots. And I'm sorry Woo! that like my language has That's reached hard. a point to where it has erupted in this manner. But do you, but do you imbeciles not understand? And I'm talking to us as a collect, do you imbeciles not truly understand that mental health? is impacted by an environment. So when people are choosing to chase their dreams, to, 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 to say that, you know what, I was on the cliff and I had a choice to dive off the cliff and fly or to drop, I chose to jump off. Do you understand that when trying to, trying to go fly, there's so many things that have to happen, the timing and the, and the momentum, the, the consistency. A lot of y'all be, be killing y'all babies, the people that, the people that y'all love. You be killing their dreams before they even have a chance to manifest, before the roots even begin to plant into the ground to allow the nutrients to soak up through the consistency of all the work that that said person has put in. You kill them before they can even get there. Why? Because you're afraid of them being better than you. You're afraid of them not being a part of the same mediocre BS that you chose. Choice. It was a choice. You chose to be a part of, but yet you blame it on being a parent early. You blame it on, well, this happened and this happened and somebody did this to me instead of owning up to all your BS and looking in a damn mirror and saying, I chose to do that. So yes, I'm reading and I'm coming for, I'm coming for it because if 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 you have been a part of the problem, you the issue. If you know someone who has been a part of the problem, you the issue. Because what's weird to me is you go look at the person that has all the accolades, that so has the talent, as well as, and you'll put tangible faith in them, but you'll go to church every single Sunday and have blind faith in 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 oh in a religion or say that you have blind faith but then when someone says to you i want to build a rocket to go blast off to mars you look at them like they stupid but that's not what you taught though at least that's not what's taught every single sunday about the faith what's about the faith of a mustard seed hmm? has it changed now is it just stipulated to certain people so that's my cry of outrage Allow young black 
flowers, lotuses. Let them bloom. Please let them bloom and stop killing them because you got all this other BS and you want them to be in the barrel with you. There's no crab in the barrel mentality. This is a I'm in one ocean. I'm trying to go to the other ocean where it's way more, it's way bigger and has all these other opportunities. But you want me to stay in your ocean or your small little lake, your small little deposit, your small little delta and stay with just all these regular old, old, old ass fish. As I've already wanted to break away from this cycle, I already said this is not for me. I already said that having freedom to do what I want to do is important to me and it will always encompass and engulf being in this damn system. Mm. But yes, I want to sit here and say all this BS about go get a job, go do this, go go do that. And then fear monger people and talk about what the other generation did. Like, I don't give a damn about the other generation. One, let me let me preface that. All respect to the ancestors, all respect to those that came before me because you helped pave the way. But the goal is for a generation to succeed and to overachieve above the past one. So if I'm not doing better than you and you help put me here, if I'm not doing better than you and you help sacrifice for me, like I told y'all, it's people that have sacrificed for me that they need a return on their investment. Not because that they want one, because that they need one. Because that's the course of being great. A lot of y'all like being mediocre. A lot of y'all like being average. But then, but then get mad off the choice of you wanting to be average. So if you don't want to be average and hear the octave raising my voice and the energy that, that is coming with it. If you don't want to be average, make the choice to jump off the ship and whatever happened, happened. But don't get mad and get scared of everybody else trying to hop off the damn ship. If you're too scared to go walk the plank. Everybody want to be a gangster till they meet a gangster. Everybody want to be a warrior till they meet a warrior. Inky Johnson, right? Everybody want to scrap till they want to scrap. Kyle McGee, the anime kid. Everybody want to scrap till it's time to scrap. Everybody say that they want something. Everybody say that they want to seize a moment till it's time to seize the moment. And then don't let people breathe and be present in the moment and then wonder why people have issues with their mental health. You the issue. I have read you. Played you like like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. We dueling right now. You about 200 light points away from being banished to, to the shadow realm. Because I'm about tired of you niggas crushing all of these dreams because you deep, deep down inside are jealous and afraid that somebody is going to be bigger than you. That envy, that jealousy, that shit ugly, man. Stop, stop all that. Because a lot of these people are being stuck into this cycle of mediocrity and poverty, not because they don't want to break away, but because they're using too much damn energy trying to keep the people around them that they want to have love for, that don't want to see the best for them. So that's my cry of outrage. And once again, if you are somewhere and you listen to this right now, like I told you, keep going. I told you we was all we was gonna come back to that point. You are who you are for a reason. It's like Martian asked me earlier. About the draft. Yeah, it may not be what I wanted, but I don't know what the fuck is going to happen for my life. All I know is that I said I was going to shoot for the stars. And if I land on the damn moon, I ain't on Earth no more. So, therefore, something better must have freaking happened. But at least I can say that I fought and put my hands up to life and I fought back each 
each round. A lot of y'all be tapping out before the round start. Y'all don't even want to take y'all stride down the pathway to the boxing ring because y'all ain't put in the work. There's a lot of people who, who will be putting in the work behind scenes. Like I said last podcast, I'm from a generation that where I got to post stuff on social media. When I'm putting in that grind, I'm putting in that grind because it's bigger than me. Like if seriously, though, if you want to have children one day because it circums the whole cry of outrage and you are not thinking about making it to where they can have the most perfect and most influential life to where they can have every avenue to be successful. The hell is you doing? Check yourself before you do all of that. What is you doing? Because if you ain't doing enough then you ain't the work don't ever stop. And a, and, a, and a lot of and a, and, a, and a lot of you old people who who on your last leg, a lot of you grown ups who who have been in toxic relationships and perpetuated on the children who have grown up to become adults have issues that y'all gotta solve, and y'all don't want them to have their dreams because then because then it's gonna highlight what you didn't do and the choices that you didn't make, and the church said amen. Amen. Woo! What a word. What a sermon. My God, today. I don't even know how to follow that, but let's go and get into it. So I have five, four of them are going to be relatively short. And the fifth one, I got a park on here just out of the strength of me being a former history teacher. Right. Number one, Seeley. I don't like telling my elders to shut up, but shut up. You're not sure who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Seeley from The Color Purple, uh, not Fantasia, but Whoopis Goldberg. She made a comment on The View saying that, talking about the state of the economy and, you know, why it's hard for millennials and anybody past her generation to, you know, afford a house. And she basically said, if you only want to work four hours a day, then it's not going to work out for you. You essentially need to suck it up and deal with it, deal with the conditions that you're in excuse me, to make the money that you need to be able to afford a house. Now, first portion of this cry of outrage is, number one, the economy in which you grew up in, the economy that we were in or that we're in right now is are light years apart from each other, right? There are studies that are out right now that say that we are in the economic situation that we're in right now is worse than the Great Depression that took place during the 1930s prior to World War II. Okay? Second part of this cry of outrage is part of the reason why a lot of millennials are stuck in the position that we are in right now is because there are people who are your age and older who refuse to get out of the seats that are needed for us to be able to make the money that we need. We can't lead the nation or lead what we want to do or do what we need to do because y'all refuse to get your ass up out the goddamn chair and move on. You are not Rosa Parks, babes. I need you to move. Third of all, the third thing on there, you're talking about if we only want to work four hours a day. Babes, you work one hour a day sitting on your ass talking about people and what they do. Now, granted, you still are acting and you have an EGOT and you have all of these great things. I don't want to shade you for nothing of your work because you have contributed a lot to the culture and to media and to all of the things that you have done. But babes, you only work an hour a day or two hours a day. 
from what we see. So the fact that you have the audacity to say that, like, I need you to read the room. And also, ABC or The View, call me because I have some suggestions as to how we can make uh, The View just a tad bit better. Because I have an issue with the people who are on the stage of The View being 50 and older. And you don't have nobody that's some that's an actual millennial. You have Gen X and older and not millennials on there or any Gen Z people on there. Because I promise you, that'll make your ratings go up real good. Number two, uh, hustle culture. Can we kill that shit? Because the fact that you niggas are sitting here talking about some, y'all are taking this Kevin Gates mentality of, I got six jobs, I don't get tired though, nigga. I go to bed properly at 9 p.m. and I take naps in the middle of the goddamn day. I'm not about to sit here and be trying to get a side hustle or three or four along with a normal nine to five just to pay my fucking bills and, and survive and exist. I need y'all to wake up and smell the goddamn coffee, as my third grade teacher used to say. and Read the room about what is going on in this economy. I literally just said that the economy is worse than the Great Depression was 100 years ago. So the fact that we are still here and still in this spot and still in this position where your money, where motherfuckers can't even buy their rent, like to be completely honest with y'all, bro, I have $5 to my name. Five, right? I'm having to make the decision between putting gas in my car, going to get a chicken sandwich from McDonald's, or going to do laundry. Why is that? Because I cannot get a job, or I'm not going to speak that into existence because I'm trying to make that happen. But I have filled out no less than 20 applications since November 1st. Ask me how many of those people have called me back. I've filled out no less than 50 applications. Since July 1st, ask me how many of those people have called me back. Don't worry, I'll wait. So you mean to tell me I need to go work a nine to five and then I need to go cut hair afterwards and then I need to get on TikTok and then I need to go slang some dope and then I need to go sell some ass just to be able to put food on my table? Like, we can't be serious. We cannot, we, we cannot be... We cannot be serious about that, right? We just cannot be. Um, and the fact that people are giving out strategies as far as to how to get hired, talking about some fill out your application on Sunday night, so that's the first thing that they see Monday morning. Girl, if they're not looking at that shit, what do you? The the time and dif- the difference of when you send it means nothing. Ain't nobody hiring. Yeah, clearly. Don't nobody want to work. Yeah, clearly, because you bitches ain't hiring. How'd that work? Make that make sense quickly. Number three, we need to bring shame back immediately. Stoning as well, but shame. Start, start with shame. Because the fact that you niggas get on this goddamn internet, and we literally should have never given you niggas internet, period. We should not have given a number of you niggas internet. Some of y'all need a book. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. Okay. The amount of you niggas that get on this internet and do some weird shit, do weird shit just for clicks, likes, and views, which I get why you doing it because there's a monetary gain to that, which is fucked up in a sense that that niggas are having to do that just to be able to support themselves and live in this society. But the fact that y'all are doing weird shit is weird and it's creepy too. What do what are you talking about, Marsha? And I'm glad you asked. The amount of niggas that I have seen on my Explore page on Instagram 
And don't ask me why I see them. But the amount of niggas that I see on my explore page that are literally just doing random things with their dick on heart. Why do we need to see that? And it be on TikTok too. Why do we need to see you doing shit with your dick on heart? Because that means you had to get that bitch on heart before you did this. What was the point of that? What's the point of that? Quickly. The other reason why I say that is because Jeff Teagues shut up and play basketball. That's if you still can play basketball. Because the fact that you got on, on Andre 3000's internet and said that Drake sings better than Michael Jackson, nigga, I want to fight you my goddamn self. Because ain't no way in hell you thought that that shit was cute. Drake don't even think he sings better than Michael Jackson. Michael Joseph Jackson of the Jackson 5? The, the same Michael Jackson that gave us Thriller, Remember the Time, Butterflies, Earth Song, uh, Liberian Girl, Scream. I can stop, but I can keep going as well. The King of Pop, Michael Jackson? You can't be talking about that Michael Jackson. The nigga that broke the, the, the Grammys record, Michael Jackson? Drake don't even think he's saying Drake. The fact that Drake and Michael Jackson are in the same goddamn sentence that came out your mouth lets me know. It actually makes me question how you made it to the NBA because clearly you don't have sound judgment. I'm just saying, don't, don't, shut up. Don't, again, never should have gave niggas internet. Some of y'all need to return your microphone back to Best Buy or from Amazon or wherever you got it from because all of you niggas don't need podcasts neither. Y'all ain't talking about shit and y'all dumb as hell. Lastly, I want to talk about this letter to America from Osama bin Laden. Not so much as the content of the letter, because that nigga went the fuck off. In eight pages, he went the fuck off. And if you haven't read it yet, you're going to have to scour the internet for it, because not even a day after niggas had caught wind of it, they took it off the internet and off the places where it can be read. And that bitch has been up there since 2003. Ask questions as to why that is. It also take you back to the Diddy and Cassie situation. Anyway, my cry of outrage and my issue is the amount of people who have gotten on Beyonce's internet and have said that they have an issue with Gen Z and Gen Alpha and the younger people who had who weren't around for 9-11 or 9-11 was literally you were five when it should happen, right? To give context, I was in second grade when 9-11 happened. I remember watching that shit on TV. Okay? So I was there. Okay? My problem is that y'all are mad at these people because y'all are mad at the kids because they read the letter and they're siding with Osama bin Laden and the shit that he said about America. Because if you go back and read what he said, America is literally doing the same thing that Israel is doing to Palestine. Quite literally. America did the same, some of the similar stuff that Hitler did to, to, the, to, to a, a number of people. I'm not even going to call one group in particular because it wasn't just the Jews that went to the, went to the damn uh, gas chambers. Black folks went, gay people went, disabled people went as well. Am I all lives matter in the, the Holocaust? To some extent, yes. Right? The people that are sitting here are mad that they are humanizing him and like, oh, I get why the fuck he's mad. When I read that paper, read that eight page letter. 
all eight pages of it, especially when I got that page five. I said, he ain't told not one lie about this stuff. Not one lie. And how I know it's not a lie is because I taught United States history, which means I have to know what's going on, or at least majority of the shit that went on from 1619 to yesterday morning. Kind of have to know that, right? Majority of the stuff that he said in the letter was not news to me because I'm like, yeah, I know. I've heard of that. I've heard of that, too. Heard of that, too. Heard of that, too. You know, when they was coming after Hillary Clinton talking about, you know, oh, she deleting all these emails for Benghazi. Yeah, he spoke about that, too. He called out your favorite President Obama and called that nigga out about about the situation, too. He called out Bill Clinton and his involvement in the shit. Oh, he called out a number of people. Six million plus of, of Afghani of Afghani people were displaced, displaced, killed, injured, harmed in the pseudo war that the United States put up against Afghanistan. And why did they go do it for oil and opium? That's not a secret. It's not a United States secret. That that's not a classified secret, right? But my question is to this, because because what, what you also learned in that letter to America is the reason why 9-11 happened. And to put it in so many words, my hood side is getting ready to come back. They was getting a lick back. Because the United States was already doing this shit to them. Right. They was getting a lick back, just like how Hamas went in, you know, drop bombs or whatever on Israel. Even though Israel has been doing fucked up shit to Palestine and propped up Hamas for the last 75 years, propped up Hamas about 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, but have been doing fucked up shit to Palestine since since uh, 1948. 9-11 was a lick back. Now, do I agree with what the fuck he did? No, but I get it. I get it. It makes sense. Because it's only so often, so many times, I'm going to let you fuck up my people before I respond back to you. Which leads me to my first question. Black people, come here quickly. White people, I'm coming to you in a second. Black people, come here. Question. Because it was a lot of y'all that I noticed that had something to say about the younger generations and them, you know, not finding a problem or not completely condemning Osama bin Laden, right? My question to you is, what was the best course? What do you think the best course of action was that to do then? And be careful how you respond because your ancestors who you keep saying that you're nothing like might come down and smack you in your goddamn face. Because if 9-11 was a get back, then what was Nat Turner's rebellion? What was the Haitian Revolution? What did you want him and them to do? What, you, what did you want them to do? Once again, I'll wait. What do you want? What what did you what do you think the best course of action to do? And if you sit here and say, well, none of our leaders would have did that, then you don't know Malcolm X. You don't know Dr. King. You don't know Stokely Carmichael. You don't know Huey P. Newton. You don't know the Black Panther Party. You don't know the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. You don't know um Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon him. You don't you don't know the people who who went for, went forth and fought on our behalf. You don't know Harriet Tubman. You don't know these people. Like 
you can't sit here and say, well, they should have did that because they killed all these people. So what the fuck white people have been doing for the last 406 years? Don't worry. I will sit here and wait. Now to white people, come here because you better get this too. My first question with y'all is, when a black person comes around to you and you clutch your purse or you try to clutch your pearls and you lock your door, why do you do that? You do that out of fear, right? But what does the fear come from? Most of it has been propaganda and lies to say that black people are savages and that the indigenous people are savages. But what's really underneath that is that their fear is fed by guilt because y'all know y'all wrong. And if somebody eloquently said it, you should be grateful that black people, the only thing that we've been asking for is our freedom and our reparations and not that we done ran up in your shit and fucked it up or that we have fucked this, fucked this damn entire country up and this entire society up because the only reason that white supremacy exists is because black people built this motherfucker. We built this shit. The only reason any of this shit exists from the toilet that you shit on to the stoplight that you half of y'all be running to the bed you sleep in to the lights you be using was because of a black person. So, with that being said, I need y'all to learn to look at things from an objective standpoint. Not a subjective standpoint. In an objective standpoint, get some understanding, some knowledge, and look at multiple sources that don't do exactly what Kai said earlier, give you confirmation bias. Because that's what a real researcher does. That's what a real person who has knowledge or is seeking knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. That's what they do. And mind you, I'm not talking talking out of my ass and telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I've researched and read for my goddamn self and have put with other prior knowledge and information that I've gotten. So with that being said, y'all be great. Have a nice week. Dre, does thou have a cry of outrage? Um, oh, my fault, brother. I'm uh, I ain't really got nothing on my chest. Um, my shit's is minor. They really more so personal. It's some some work shit that we can talk. Uh, not even work shit. Some coaching shit. The school tried me. Um, that's some off mic stuff. But other than that, mm-hmm. I ain't, <laughs> I'm uh, I don't have nothing to be outrageous with today, fellas. But this has definitely been another episode of the Study Hall Podcast. Um, yes, Soak some game up. You took something away from it. You, you, you picked up some gems. We put out. You know what I'm saying? But fellas, you tell the people where they can find you at. Any things you got coming up in case they want to uh, stay tuned in and locked in with y'all personally? All right, go for it. Uh. If he listen, shout out to my boy J.O. He's finna become a father, man. Yeah, shout out to J.O. Yes. Yes. He has been so, like, he has been so happy. And for a lot of people that don't uh, understand context, J.O. and Martian and I, we have not met collectively together, all three of us in person. We actually met through a Twitter group chat and like a... uh, 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 exercise challenge like two years ago, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And then from then from there, the friendships, the uh, the fellowship and, and the brothership sparked from there. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's a dope dude. He has his own podcast called Open the Bottle, advocating for um, black men's mental health. He's a dope person. He loves kids. He loves helping out the community. Um, he is like a young trendsetter in that he is truly here on Earth. To be of service to other people, and he finds yeah. uh, he finds enjoyment, and he finds um, purpose in, in in doing so. So shout out to him. Yeah, um, you got to get him on the on the podcast sometime. Some facts, yeah. facts. And uh, as for me, for the, the anime kid, um, all blessings and wishes and prayers of success to everybody. Way um, prayers of protection, all of that stuff. Um, of success because like as the winter time comes that means that the harvest is over with um, in those terms um, so as the as it gets colder as the holidays come realize the people that you around bro the mm. ones that are truly there the ones in your circle that, that ain't switched up because as y'all see what's going on in in the Middle East, the Middle East could literally be America at any point. Like we yes. we never know. Like honestly, and like so, what would you do if you had only one more day, one more sentence, one more word for that person that you cared about? How would you appreciate them? Um, as human beings, we naturally fear death. That's why we have paranoia. That's why when we go up to high places we get anxiety that's why when we go on a roller coaster like that fear of losing our life is very prevalent so make sure that you always telling the ones that that you love and have been there for you how much you appreciate them as always the ig's uh the socials there goes keith um shout out to my family that came and saw me play yesterday um it's been a minute seeing all y'all i appreciate y'all but Man, just keep everything copacetic, bro. I can't tell you when your breakthrough coming, bro, but keep building your consistency and your momentum and you're going to get there. And as much as I say this stuff, it's really also for me, too, because eventually we're going to get there. When, you, when you're trying to be the first in, your gener- first in your family to break out the generational curses, it's always going to be hard. But I got this. I got this big. I got this big firm belief that my future self is looking at me make decisions right now. So he's just waiting on me to make that decision that set us to where he is in that moment in the future. So think about it like that whenever the next time you look in the mirror, keeping it peace and code aesthetic, the anime kid is out. You did. Damn, this man is just dropping the word on y'all. Golly, I thought I'd be coming with a, coming with a sermon. Oh, y'all know where to find me. And if you don't want to find me, that's great too. Uh, Trades on IG, um, SheikahValTrades.com. Um, the Study How podcast, uh, IG and Marsha Nix on IG as well. Um, and in the same vein of that, I'm gonna take the playbook, take the, the little bit at your playbook, Kai, to both of you. I appreciate the both of y'all. I appreciate, I love and appreciate the both of y'all for real, for real. Like, if I, as well as Meech, because I know he's gonna hear this because he got to, you know, do the editing for us and stuff like that, but. And I also want to take that and say I appreciate every single person just over the past like month or so that has checked in on me, that has, you know, sent the love offering to me, that has, you know, 
held space for me because it is life isn't easy and life has been beating the shit out of me for the majority of this year. Like if I just go keep it a buck fifty with y'all, right? But I never go any opportunity to without showing my appreciation and my love for my people, especially those people that are closest to me. Like there's a reason why me, Meech, and Dre have started this podcast is literally out of love for each other. And the reason why Kai's on here is because I love that nigga as well, as well as Dr. McGill, as well as 232. These are people that I hold near and dear to my heart, which is why they have been on such a space and a platform such as this. So I definitely want to say, you know, definitely extend my love and my appreciation to you, especially and Meech, nigga. Get your ass back on this goddamn airways. Nigga, we, we, we needed you for this conversation. I know you was going to chicken out on this, but we needed you for this conversation. So, But if nothing else, like I said, be great, y'all. Dre, what say you? Take us up out of here. All right, it's your boy Dre. You a fool. D-R-E-Y-O-U. A fool. Uh, no L on Instagram because we're going to take losses. Um, love, peace, and blessings. Uh, my brothers, glad we was able to provide some gems, some knowledge for everybody. And like we said, those y'all that's pushing through, that's, that's in a dark space, just hold on and just persevere. Persevere. It's make it to the next day and eventually you make it enough days you gonna see bright so all in all we out of here salute